to invite us to take a moment just to stand and pass the peace of Christ with one another. And we're going to jump into to the scriptures together. So the peace of Christ be with you. Come on back, everyone. Love the connection. Interrupting those is pretty much antithesis to the sermon today, but that's okay. We'll, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it in a second. Um, the scripture passage for this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 43. And, it, and a portion of it reads like this. But now says the Lord, the one who created you, Jacob, the one who formed you, Israel, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you when through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you won't be scorched and flame won't burn you. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I've given Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in your place, because you are precious in my eyes. You are honored and I love you. Don't fear. I am with you. And this is the word of the Lord. Um, we've been uh, into our, our series for the, um, our theme for the year. The first week we talked about trusting God together. Um, last week Brad shared about trusting God through wholehearted worship. Any, um, any reflections from last week? I wasn't here, so remind me of some, some of the elements of what Brad talked about. Anybody remember? Trust, good, that, that, nice, Jordan, way to kick us off. What else? What did we do? Any, like, tell me what we did. Tell, I mean, yeah, give me what you remember. What? He did the wave. That was awesome. Let's do it again. Ready? Here we go. We're going to start it right here. If you weren't here, Brad did the wave. We're going to do the wave right now. Ready? You all know what the wave is? It's uh, this. All right. Here we go. We're going to start on this side. Come on. Ready? One, two, three. Shohei. Shohei. Oh, wow. We're pretty good. All right. Let's bring it back. Let's go back. Oh. Nice. Solid mountainside. Well done. And um, why did we do the wave? Anybody remember? Jeff? It was just fun? Yeah? It's wholehearted. All right. Jonathan? Yeah. That in some places, we're invited to kind of check our brains at the door. At Mountainside, maybe we're invited, maybe not explicitly, but implicitly, to check our emotions at the door or our, or our energy or, or something, um, and uh, an invitation to wholehearted worship. The week before that, we also did an activity. Uh, brave Aaron Defoe Hunter uh, did the trust fall. We're not going to do another trust fall today, even though we just did a wave, but I do want to do a little activity this morning. So I need, I need three volunteers from these two sections to come right here. I need three volunteers from this section to come right in the middle. And then I need three volunteers from this section to come right here. And all you gotta be able to do is play rock, paper, scissors. That's all you gotta be able to do, all right? Come right here, three people from here, three people from here, three people from here. Rock, paper, scissors is the only requirement. I love it. One more from this section. Okay. Actually, you three, I'm going to have you come right back here. All right? 
And this is what we're going to do. In just a second, each group is going to play rock, paper, scissors. The person who has the odd um, symbol, all right? The person who has the odd symbol is going to walk right out front here, okay? And then and just, we're going to let them stand there for a quick second. And then, well, no, you're going to have to stand here like this. You can't go back to your seat. You've got to stand right here. And then we're going to let them stand there for a quick second. And then when I say go, this section, you're going to scream at the two from uh, that all three of them, over here, over here. And this section, you're going to scream the same thing, over here, over here. And this section, you're going to scream the same thing. All right? And then if you're, up, if you're one of the three here, you get to pick which over here group you're going to go to. And we're going to run through that three times. Okay? So you, get a, you can go to another group. You can go back to your same group. Do whatever you want. But rock, paper, scissors, come here, over here, over here, and then go back and play again. All right? Here we go. Let's see what happens. Okay. All right. Odd symbol comes out here. You play till you got an odd symbol. That means two people have the same one, and the other one gets one. All right, Jonathan. Jeff. And I go, I, I, have to, I have to go to someone. In just a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, then Jonathan, Jonathan, you go back to here, okay? All right, play again. You pick a group. Jeff, Jeff, come over here. You go back to a group. Sid, now you pick another. You pick one of the three groups. All right. And you play again. Either one, does it wherever you want, wherever you want. All right, try again, play again. Oh, Haven, you're out already. You guys played. I love it. Stay right there. All right. Jeff's out again. All right. There we go. There we go. Jeff just wants to go there. All right. All right. We, it's a good effort. A for effort. You guys can sit down. So, tell me what you saw. Tell me what you saw. Chaos. I love it. All right. What else? Confusion. Okay. That wasn't the goal, but that's okay. What else? Huh? Fun. That's good. Yeah. Wholehearted fun. I love it. What else do we see in the movement of the people and the games? What would what, you notice? Turn to your neighbor. Tell them what you noticed about connection, belonging, all those kinds of things. Ready? Go for it. <laughs> Peer pressure, fitting in. All right. All right, let's hear it. That was quick, I know. We're going to go back to, your, to, to conversing in a second. What did we witness? Yeah, Dana. So, person loses game, moves to place, and gets called in. Welcome. Yeah, good. What else? What'd you notice? I had no idea what we All right, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Poor leadership. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Diane, did you have your hand up? No, the same. Okay, all right. We'll stick with Dana's observation and we can kind of let, kind of let, let this thing fill out a little bit. Um, this, this sermon um, is... Uh, um, kind of touching on our second priority for the year, which is trusting God that we belong with our belonging. 
Um, and frankly, it's a sermon that we're working out as a body. And the reason we're working out as a body is because we are working this out as a society. Um, we're working at this out as the human race. Um, uh, belonging is, is something that uh, is a spiritual longing of our time. And uh, it's an important topic. And so we're, we're obviously not going to come to some kind of, kind of easy conclusion today. But I want us to um, reflect a little bit on, on this idea of what does it look like to trust God with, with belonging. Here at Mountainside, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in the workplaces, and casual places we find ourselves. Um, so this is going to be kind of a, a, a communal sermon. It's a sermon that I've talked with Deborah a lot about, and Brad a lot about, and St. Brene Brown a lot about, of course. And so we're going we're gonna to come together and just explore a little bit. Um, around this concept. So to begin, um, well, kind of to begin, we already began. Turn, turn to your neighbor again in just a second, but before you do, think about this. Think about a time in your life, and it can be a simple memory, it can be a profound memory, um, it can be an everyday memory, about a time you belonged, where you, where you felt like you showed up as your real self and you experienced connection and love. Um, a time that you belonged, where you're able to show up as your true self and experience connection and love. Turn to a, a neighbor and to your comfort level, share, share whatever you'd like about that experience. Go for it. All right. Um, if we come back together, um, belonging is, is one of the great spiritual hungers of our day. And we've talked a lot about kind of the epidemic of loneliness in our culture and society. And um, having read that report and talked about it together, it, my eyes and my ears, you just start hearing, hearing about this um, constantly. Um, this longing in our society for belonging and connection and we could hypothesize for all kinds of reasons why this, this need. Some of it is just a part of being human. Um, the way our, our species has evolved, um, it's just a, it's a piece of who we are as human beings. Some of it has to do with the makeup of our culture, the different um, priorities we set as a culture, uh, the different um, technologies that we utilize, have created and utilized as a culture, technologies kind of intended to for connection and yet um, somehow have, 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 have made that even harder. Um, and so there's all kinds of reasons for this, but the bottom line is this is a spiritual hunger, I think, of our time. Um, and it's something that we, you know, we experience throughout our lives, uh, no matter our age or, 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 or time of, of, of life. I can remember when I was an elementary student and I, my parents um, took me over to Pasadena High School. I must have been, I don't know, nine years old, something like that. And dropped me off at Pasadena Bulldog Basketball Camp. And, of course, I had agreed ahead of time and thought this would be, be okay. But I'd never been to Pasadena High School. I'd never been to a basketball camp before. I liked playing basketball. And I walked into this massive group of kids, all ages, and I didn't know a soul. And I just thought, well, I want to be here. Um, this, is, this is what I want to do. But, Wow. Do I fit? Like, can I cut it? Um, 
Very quickly, you kind of see the teams get formed. The coaches have rapport with some of the players, lots of experience with them. Uh, you see kind of the more elite players start to kind of form their teams or get divided by their coaches because they knew they were the elite players and kind of grumpily kind of joining other teams. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, which one am I going to get put on? Which team am I going to be placed on? And I finally get stuck with the team with you're both kind of terrified and also like relieved because you're finally out of the big blob of all the group and you're on to a team. But now you're like, where do I fit in? This kid is so good. I can't possibly be on his team. <laughs> this kid is not so good. Um, I can't possibly be on his team either, right? You're just kind of finding your spot. Um, and I can remember the first few days throughout the drills, throughout the games, just kind of doing my best to kind of do what the coaches said, but just kind of wondering, do I, do I belong here? Is this, is this the place where I need to be? for whatever hours this week and next. And of course, I can remember the moment when we're playing in some games. I don't know, it must have been Wednesday or Thursday of the week. And the best player, his name was Cameron, passes me the ball. And I catch it. And I shoot it. And it goes in. And all right, here we go, right. I kind of go, OK, OK. We keep playing. He passes me the ball again. I catch it. Nobody's on me because they don't think I can make it. And I shoot it, and it goes in again. Team's excited. I'm feeling relieved. Um, and after the game, we're kind of like sitting around, and this kid Cameron, who, crazy enough, we ended up going to high school together in Glendora years later, um, says to a group of people that I'm sitting in and with, this kid can shoot. This kid can shoot. And I thought, okay, maybe I, maybe I fit. Maybe I belong. The thing about belonging, though, is it didn't take very long until I got burnt on defense or I missed a few shots the next week where that, that feeling of disconnect, kind of lack of confidence about whether I belong just came right back. The, the reality is I think a lot of us, we we experience half belonging in a lot of places that we find ourselves. Moments of, oh, I connect. This works. I can be me. Um, moments of, oh, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Um, and, you know, like we've talked about, this is, this is prevalent in, 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 our, in our society these days. Um, Brene Brown writes that belonging is this innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. And as we've talked about, these deep evolutionary needs of safety are linked with this longing, are connected to this desire to belong. Um, it's not just like, I want to have friends. It, it's a deeper kind of human um, evolution that, that's connected to this. And I think in some really helpful, beautiful ways, uh, Brene Brown um, goes on to say that our sense of belonging with others can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Um, 
True belonging only happens when we present who we are um, in the most free way we can um, and are able to do that with courage and um, a level of self-acceptance and respect. Um, and when that is received with grace and was received with, with space and welcomed um, with curiosity and, and grace. Um, and my guess is we, we can relate to both spaces or even just half-belonging experiences, all of us in different spaces and places of our life. Brene Brown talks about this, this um, kind of coming to a level of self-acceptance um, being called to stand alone to brave the wilderness. That sometimes in groups when you're not feeling like you belong, this, this coming to a sense of self-acceptance within those groups is a place of braving the wilderness. Um, standing in a place of uncertainty, of kind of lack of assurance um, and um, not feeling the pressure to perform, not feeling the pressure to, to fit in, um, but, but standing in a, in a sense of, of self that is, that is assured and strong. Um, and she goes on and says that we can find sacredness in both being a part of something and sacredness in standing alone in a wilderness. Um, this year, our theme is trusting God together, and, and this one, one priority is, is, as a body, how do we grow in the sense of trusting God that we belong? Um, how do we grow in, in, in ways of being a place where people can, are free to be themselves and belong and feel connected? And be in a place that nurtures and encourages the strength and the self-acceptance to brave the wilderness sometimes. Um, and it takes give and take and creativity. It takes grace and bumps and bruises and forgiveness um, to, to cultivate uh, a space like this, I think. Um, the scripture passage from this morning uh, was one that Deborah had mentioned as a possible um, place to think about this, uh, this idea. And again, it was from Isaiah 43. And as, as many of you know, Isaiah, the, the, the book of Isaiah is written to people in exile, literally in wilderness, literally braving wilderness and uncertainty and not being sure about who they are. Um, and this is a word through the prophet Isaiah to people in those places. And so while exile is um, far different than, than maybe what we're talking about here, um, there's seeds of this, again, evolutionary seeds of, of the need for connection that I think God has a word for us and, and wants to speak to us. Um, Isaiah 43 says, but now, says the Lord, the one who created you, Jacob, the one who formed you, Israel. Um, this, this 
connotes a story from the Old Testament where Jacob, who is, who is the, one of the great ancestors of the people of God, meets with someone at night. And this messenger comes and, anybody know, wrestles with him. And they wrestle all night long. And at the end of this wrestling match, you get this sense that this is God. And, and the, the messenger says, your name will no longer be Jacob, which means like manipulator, heel grabber. Um, we could go on and on. Uh, one who finds their place at all costs. One who fits in um, to get ahead. That's not your name anymore. Your name is Israel, which is to wrestle with God. Your true self, who you are. But now, says the Lord, the one who created you, the one who formed you, your name is, is not heel grabber. Your name is wrestling with, with God. Um, it goes on. Um, well, Brene Brown also says something that, that kind of gets at this this proclamation that God gives us that we are, we are not only named differently, but we are, we are reminded of who we are. That we, if we have breath in our lungs, we are creatures of God. If others have breath in their lungs, they are creatures of God, formed by a living and loving God. And so Brown writes, stop walking through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong. You're going to find it. Because you've made that your mission. Stop scouring people's faces for evidence that you're not enough. You'll always find it. Because that's your goal. I would say you'll always find it because people struggle. And people, people do act poorly. People's intent doesn't um, always create the impact that they hope it does. And so this is the, this is the human struggle that we're all living in. But she emphasizes, let's not do that because no one belongs here more than you. And as the body of Christ, we also say, no one belongs here less than you. Um, we all belong at this table. Um, and this year, we want to we wanna trust God, we want to turn to God to really believe that and live that. Allow God to give us the confidence we might need. Allow God to change our behaviors, to change our attitudes, to open us up to others. We want to trust that God can help us as a body with this. Um, Isaiah says to the people in exile in the wilderness, don't fear, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by name, Israel. You are mine. Um, the first week, that word trust we looked at, and I pointed out that an image of trust in the scriptures is this, this holding firm. Um, and, and for this word redeemed... Um, the, the, the definition of redeemed is to act as kin, to act as um, together. And so it, the scripture says, don't fear, God says, I have redeemed you. I have, act, 
connected with you as kin, as connected, like we sang about this morning, as faithful friend. Um, this image of trust um, is a powerful one. If we want to brave the wilderness in our families, in our workplaces, here at Mountainside, and friend groups, and neighborhood activities, whatever the spaces we are, um, trusting God that we belong is to remember, God has redeemed me. God has acted as kin with me and with others. Um, what does it mean to live out of that? To take the next step out of that reality. Um, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you, God says. When through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. Even though it feels like it uh, a lot of times, probably. When you walk through the fire, you won't be scorched and flame won't burn you. I am the Lord, your God. The Holy One of Israel. You are precious in my eyes. You are honored. And I love you. Don't fear. I am with you. If, if Brown is right that um, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. I think the Christian faith, faith in general, gives us an opportunity to connect our ability to accept ourselves, our true selves, no matter who we are, um, to the reality that I have breath in my lungs, I am created as a child of God. Um, if God has created me, I can accept myself. Um, I can live freely as myself. I can stand and brave brave the wilderness. Um, um, so for this year, we want to we trust God that we belong. And like we do each week, as human beings, as a local expression of the body of Christ, Eucharist will be our central practice, and it will remind us that, as Sasha read from Galatians, um, we all belong. And so this year we want to commit to living out our shared belonging through broad participation and communion gatherings. We want to practice hospitality, our, our core values. We want to invite people to bravely stand. It might be a wilderness stand to, to get into a communion gathering and, and join one. Um, we want to invite people to do that and we want to make them as, as hospitable as possible. Um, we want to invite joyful participation in activities and retreats. Um, we got a camping trip coming up. We're going to brave the wilderness, literally, uh, up in Kachuma. Let me, let me be honest. Camping's not for everybody. Some of you are like, well, I kind of want to hang out, but camping's not my thing. Um, let's get creative. Maybe there's a couple Airbnbs that can get rented. If, you're, if, you're, if camping's not your thing, you can stay overnight and just kind of sit with us in a campsite. Um, but, but let's invite joyful participation. Let's invite kind of standing bravely. And let's be mindful and try to be aware of those who are standing bravely. How do we reach out? How do we connect? How do we get curious? Um, and let's take initiative to connect with others throughout the week. That's in there because that was one of the primary kind of both celebrations and longings when we, when we were doing our discernment work as a body and and thinking about times when we really felt energized and connected to Mountainside or, or wishes that we had for our community life. This came up over and over again. And so we want to just invite each other. Let's take initiative. 
Let's reach out to others. Let's, let's try and connect. Um, let's not sit around waiting. Let's, let's reach out and, and say, hey, can we get coffee? Can we go on a hike? Can we, you know, have dinner? Whatever it is. Um, let's, can I get into that communion gathering um, so that we can cultivate a, a space of, of, of belonging here? Um, so kind of four, four thoughts that I had about, about belonging. And these are, again, not my, only my own, but, but, but things that I've heard and discussed with many of you. I do, I do want to call us to turn towards God with our sense and experience of belonging in our lives. Maybe it's in your family and, and, and you, you, you're in a season of, of half belonging. Um, we want to invite each other to turn towards God to remember God has named me Israel. God knows my name. I created me and formed me. Um, I can lean in to my family if I turn towards God. Um, maybe it's in your workplace. Maybe it's here at Mountainside. Um, if, if our level of belonging is connected with our level of self-acceptance, let's turn towards God um, in, able, in, in ways of, of, of um, security about who we are. Because we're made in the image of God. Um, let's, let's remind each other that everyone is in. That um, doesn't always mean that the, the actions of human beings communicates that. Um, but as a church that celebrates this meal every week, we've... we've We've got to believe and, and grow in our belief and practice that everybody's in. No one belongs more than me. No one belongs less than me. No one belongs more than you. No one belongs less. Um, I was at a group dynamics conference last weekend. This was... Uh, an experience like I'd never had in my life. There was no lectures. There was no content. It was just a massive social experiment. And it, it's the kind of thing that I'm still sorting out and learning from. But they would just, a bunch of strangers, they would throw you in small groups and you just had to talk about things. And they would, a group dynamics, You'd, they'd throw you in a group of a hundred and you just had to talk about things. I mean, it got so heated at points and uncomfortable with people yelling and screaming. And um, I, I wish I could give you more context, but it was, it was just mind-blowing. I, I have to be honest, I kind of loved it. Um, it was just so interesting. Um, at the end of the conference, though, you had to kind of write, like, you had to draw a picture of, of you in an organization to kind of get a sense of like your own place in a group dynamic, your own um, understanding of a group and, and where you fit in. And so, so I drew, I drew this, this room. Um, and I, I sat there like, huh, and I, I, I drew stick figures, but I had people's you know, faces in mind and, and, and that sort of thing. I drew Ari and the boys over in this corner because that's where they sit a lot of times. Um, 
Some of you had your kids in the front, of course, because none of you want to sit. None of you have braved the wilderness to sit right up here in the, in the front two rows. Um, and not all kids braved the wilderness to sit up here in these front two rows. Um, and, I, and I thought, where do I stand? What's my role? Um, and, I, and I put myself right about here. And the reason I tell you that story is, is, is not a story about me. Um, we as a church don't believe that I host this table, that Tiffany hosts this table, that Deborah hosts this table. Um, this table, every Sunday morning when we come here, many of us for years, some of us stand here and and open this table, but we open a table that is set, organized, and welcomes others by the living God. Who puts breath in each of our lungs, who has, has us here for such a time and a place, um, because everybody belongs. And we do that because we believe it. We don't always live it out. We don't always live it out when we go to work, when we engage with our family, when we have to spend time with friends, when we, when we interact and relate here. But we, I want to invite us to, to really consider, let's, let's, let's believe that everybody's in and figure out what, what, what we need to do to create an environment where people's self-assurance can match that, that belief and, and how we can come alongside one another um, and create spaces where, where we're all really free to be who we are. Um, and so that takes showing up and opting in. Um, we're a church, and, and belonging, just like formation and justice, have like long arcs to get where we want to go. Belonging has a long arc, too. Some of you have been on that arc for a long time. Um, some of you are literally brand new. Welcome uh, for the first time. Uh, belonging, it, it takes time. And sometimes we come and opt in and show up, not because it's about us, but because... It's about others, and others might need a conversation with us, or need to see us, or, or need to be encouraged by us. Oh boy, I'm running out of time. Um, we need collective moments of joy. We need collective moments of pain that bonds us. We need collective moments of the mundane. Um, ooh, thank you, Heather. They're on their way back. And then finally, we, I want to invite us, and this, this came out of our, our discernment big time. And it, it, was, it, was, it was named in a few different ways. One, one way was we want to turn towards each other. Welcome back, young ones. Um, another way it was said in, in, our, in our discernment together was 
we want to, we want to see each other better. And, and turning towards each other and seeing one another better, um, I think it means we need to be generous. We need to be generous with ourselves when we're, when we're standing, when we're braving a wilderness space here or other places. We're going to do it imperfectly. We're not going to do it right every time. We're going to break social rules half the time because it just takes so much energy to stand um, we want to be generous. And we also want to be generous in how we understand and experience other people's behavior, whether that's at work or home or, or here. Um, to turn towards one another, I think, is going to require a truth-telling and a generosity um, that isn't always easy to hold together. And I think um, trusting God that we belong is going to is going to require that. Brene Brown talks about moving in close. Um, that the first step of belonging is moving in close. Uh, even when it's uncomfortable. Even when you don't want to. Um, and then she also talks about speaking truth to BS. Well, I'll leave it at that. Um, as the kids, kids come back in. How do we move in close... Speak truth um, and do that in a, in a space of generosity and of, of intention. I had a whole activity plan. You can tell I didn't plan the time very well. Um, but uh, maybe during Eucharist, if, if you're led to or, or would like to. Um, there's some sticky notes up on the, on the walls. And I wonder in the north transept if, if you want to just note about a time that you felt belonging. Maybe it was something that you shared this morning. Um, belonging outside of, of this space. Um, could be simple, could be profound. You could do that on, on one of these sheets. Um, maybe that's a prayer of gratitude for you. Um, in, in the center here, on these two sides, maybe, maybe a time or a, an image of a of belonging with Mountainside over the years, when you really felt like you were able to show up as yourself and you experienced the belonging that you hoped for. Could be a moment, could be a season, could be, could be, could be whatever. And then over here, can you remember a time that you really felt like you belonged with God? That you were, you were open-hearted to the reality that you've been created that you have breath in your lungs and that you, you, you make that connection of your existence with a, a belonging to the living and loving God. Maybe it's something in the, in the south transept you could, you could put on the, on the paper. And then if you have any ideas on, on ways to think about or implement belonging, that's on that back sheet right back there. Um, Anita and Jaime and Diane will, will move for you if you need to write up on the, on the sheet there. Welcome back, everyone. Yes. Right here. So let's, uh, I'm going to set them. Let's set them in the back, maybe. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. Kids, welcome back. Fisher, do you mind doing something for me? Just put these 
with Aaron, wherever Aaron goes, stick one of those. Thank you. Do we have everyone back now? Confirmations with us? All right. Um, we're going to come to Eucharist and we're going to celebrate this meal with one another. Um, if there is one thing that Mountainside does consistently, this is it. Um, if there is one practice that we hope shapes us and forms us, this is it. Um, and so once again, this table is hosted by, by our Lord and Savior. This table is open for all. Um, this table is set by the one who, who knows each of our names and, and says, you belong. 